hello, hello, and welcome to Good Faith Effort. Okay, so if you listen to this podcast, you know the thing I love to talk about most is how the values and ideas of the Bible inform quite literally all the greatest conversations in life and in society. And this week, of course, folks across the country and across the world, even during this crazy plague-ridden time we live in, are going to be talking about love. St. Valentine's Day. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why would a rabbi care about this? It's certainly not a Jewish holiday, and that's a good point. But guess what the Bible and Jewish tradition more broadly have a ton to say about? Love. So if everyone's going to be talking about it, I want everyone to hear the Bible's perspective. Now, if you're expecting us here at Good Faith Effort to send you chocolates or flowers, you may be out of luck. But we are going to give you a little gift a little nugget that'll drop in your feed every day where we're going to talk about a different type of love that appears in the Bible, from romantic love to love of family to caring for oneself to religious love. And of course, since we're going to be bringing matters of the soul into modern culture, I'm going to frame each one of these short daily nuggets with some wisdom from the greatest modern philosophers of love. And I refer, of course, to the Beatles. So... Let's start at the beginning of the Beatles' career with their first real hit, I Saw Her Standing There. I mean, you don't even know anything about the Beatles to know that this isn't a hit from their early days. I mean, you can just turn on the record and through the music, you can just hear like young Paul McCartney's like cheeky grin coming out at you. And I feel like there's this conventional wisdom that puppy love, romantic love, I saw her standing there, she was just 17, you know what I mean? That this kind of fairy tale love at first sight is an invention of modern culture and it's selfish it's individualistic and certainly kind of tradition or the the austere world of the bible has no account of this kind of love and nothing could be further from the truth i mean so think of one of the great stories of the book of genesis when two of the greatest figures of genesis jacob and rachel meet each other for the first time so Jacob is fleeing from his brother Esau, and when he gets far enough away, he finds himself at a well, and for the first time, he beholds this just incredible woman, and the first thing that happens is he sees her, and he's totally speechless, and the Bible tells us that they fell in love, and Jacob loved Rachel, and he goes on this whole fairy tale. Like, first of all, they the first time they meet each other, the Bible tells us, and Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept for joy. And he then spends, it's like a fairy tale, seven years working for her hand in marriage. And then when that doesn't work, he spends another seven years working for her hand in marriage. I mean, it's this incredible, almost modern love story. Now, it is true that the Hebrew Bible and traditional community in general, one of its virtues is that it has a way of taking that sort of, you know, not selfish, but that kind of wild focus on oneself and and the pleasure that you get from falling in love at first sight. What the Bible does is it tells us that kind of feeling isn't bad, it isn't wrong, it's wonderful, but it tries to shepherd it in the right direction towards something virtuous. And so ancient Jewish tradition actually has this wonderful legend in rabbinic literature that says that when, (laughs) why did Jacob cry right after he kissed Rachel? Because he realized that, you know, it wasn't modest. It wasn't proper, but he couldn't help himself because it was puppy love. It was love at first sight, but he, but he cried because he knew he hadn't done things exactly right. And I think what the Bible is telling us, and this is important to remember on a week like this, 
What the Bible is telling us is that love at first sight is real. Romantic love is beautiful. Puppy love, something that, you know, you experience when you're a kid, it's wonderful. But it's got to be directed at something meaningful. If that's all there is, if all you have is kind of puppy love, romantic love, it's going to dissipate and go nowhere and lead to even greater loneliness and alienation than when you started. What makes Jacob and Rachel's love built to last is that it's covenantal, is that it's directed towards a destiny, towards a purpose, and eventually towards building a great nation that would bring to the world the wisdom of the Ten Commandments and the Bible itself. And I think if we're thinking about love in the context of this week, that's the kind of goal we want for our love. We want this celebration of this wonderful feeling in the moment to actually lead to something greater. And if it can, then we've certainly been able to consecrate that fleeting moment of happiness and make it into something larger and more wonderful than we ourselves can possibly imagine. So that's the lesson for this week. Romantic love, puppy love is amazing. Love at first sight is real, but only if we remember that it has an ultimate purpose to bring values and virtue, permanent love into this world so that it's not just, I saw her standing there, but I saw us standing there. And I saw us standing there with a purpose. See you next time. The Joshua Network is now Soul Shop.